It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Thursday morning here at Wax 104.5. Good morning, Bob and Joe with you. We've got chores to do here at the shank of the day. Among the things we'll talk about, the official numbers are out from Clark County Farm Technology Days and a, a wonderful show it was. Lots of fond memories of Clark County Farm Technology Days at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions outside of Loyal, and uh, we'll share some of that with you. Fairs continue as, uh, Jill, you what, you were in charge of uh, food and all that stuff at the Eau Claire Fair yesterday and nobody showed up to eat. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't in charge, but I just went there to help out. Right. But it was a light day. Yeah, it was. Today the judging will get started in earnest at fairs around the area. Yeah, Eau Claire has their beef beef show today. Dunn County has their dairy show today, and they were just mostly getting their animals weighed in. Yet, yet late yesterday mm-hmm. at Eau Claire. So. Times the beef show start nine o'clock. Oh, it is the morning show. All right, so they'll get them done in the cool of the day, even though it's not going to be real hot today. Was, yesterday we got into the lower eighties, a little warmer than expected today. Probably not even going to get near eighty, but mid seventies is about what it is. It's comfortable. Everybody. Boy, you turn your air conditioner off. It's good sleeping right now because uh, 50s, 60s temperatures around the state. So we'll talk about that. This will be my last day here for a while, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. At uh, we're going. We're leaving on our farm tour to Germany and Austria for the Oberammergau Passion Play and other things. We're leaving on Monday, but I have some. Uh, Things I have to get done, a little traveling to do tomorrow, so I will not be here. But uh, when I say I'm going to be gone, <laughs> people, the most at Farm Technology, and this was in Clark County. Remember the Farm Technology, the most two most asked questions I got. You know, one of them. When are you going to retire? Yep. When are you going to retire? I thought you were retired already. Well, thank you. I'm up doing this every day, and you thought I'm retired, but I'm not retired. And uh, the second most question I get asked, and I, I do this honestly and seriously, is why didn't why wasn't there a breakfast in the valley in June in Eau Claire? That's the most, second most question I got asked at Farm Technology Days. But the, and so I said, I, that's not my decision to make. But uh, the retirement is my decision to make, and I haven't made it yet. But I will be gone from now until about the eleventh uh, of August as we uh, head over to Europe. For our farm tour. We'll leave on that on Monday, but as I said, I got got a few things got to get done beforehand, so uh, that's the story of that, and we'll, um, so we'll dispense with that, but uh, Jill and Kristen will be on Mondays, and Jill will be around to run the show the rest of the time, but again, fairs, what, we got Eau Claire and Dunn, and where else we got fairs this weekend? I think, uh, what, Taylor County and... Monroe and Polk and All right. Taylor. All right, and is there a fair in Washburn County this weekend? Is there a fair, the Washburn County Fair up in Spooner, is that this weekend as well? Yes. All right, yep. so the Washburn County Fair in Spooner is also going on. This weekend, a lot of activities going on at all the fairs, so get out and enjoy them. And also, something coming up, not till August, but the folks down at Baraboo, the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club, their 59th annual show, will be in Baraboo, August 19th, 20th, and 21st, and they sent me some tickets, so I've got three pair of tickets to give away to that show, so if you want to 
take a little road trip, or if you're down in that area, down around Toma and, well, Boston, wherever, wherever you're at, if you want to go to that show, we've got three pair of tickets to give away, and I'm going to have you email to Jill. What's your email? Farm at MidwestFamilyEC.com. All right. Farm at MidwestFamilyEC.com. The first three folks that uh, email Jill and ask for tickets to the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Show down in Baraboo in August, we'll mail you those tickets. So again, we've got uh, three pair of tickets to give away. So lots going on, and uh, we got some chores to do, though, before we move on. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Mark White Motors, the area's largest pre-owned inventory. You'll find it at Markwart Motors pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at markwartmotors.com or drive through the lots. Partly cloudy today, about 76, and it's going to be nice. I don't see maybe a scattered shower the next four or five days, but that's about it. 76 today, 80 on Friday, and then starting to warm up again. 86 on Saturday, Sunday, 88, 85 on Monday when we fly out to uh, Germany. And then 82 on Tuesday. I think it's going to be just as hot over in Germany as it is around here. It's uh, warm. They're burning up the crops over in Europe, and I don't know if that's going to change. 62 right now here in the Chippewa Valley. Good morning! Lots of chores to do. Diamond Rio, unbelievable. Isn't there a semi Diamond Rio? Isn't that a brand of semi that you see diving down the road? I don't know. It's usually dark when I'm driving down the interstate. <laughs> well, I often wonder if they're named after a semi, but it isn't been. That's what it is. Hey, it's a minute after five. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Americans could be in for a tough economic report this morning. Economists believe that new data could show the U.S. GDP getting smaller between April and June which would mark the second quarter it has shrunk. Experts say one quarter may be typical for odd reasons, but two or three is usually a sign something more serious is going on. Fed Chair Jerome Powell downplayed recession fears, telling reporters there are too many areas of the economy that are performing too well. The Biden administration is placing an offer on the table to get two Americans out of Russia. Trey Thomas has more. WNBA star Brittany Griner and former Marine Paul Whelan are being detained there. But Secretary of State Antony Blinken has confirmed a substantial proposal was put forward to get them home. He said it was made weeks ago. Now multiple outlets are reporting that the offer is to swap the pair for imprisoned Russian arms dealer Victor Boot, also known as the Merchant of Death. I'm Trey Thomas. Comedian and activist John Stewart is calling the U.S. Senate backstabbers after blocking a bill that would help veterans who were exposed to toxins while on duty. The Honoring Our Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act got 55 votes on Wednesday, five short of the 60 needed to end a filibuster. A rare dinosaur skeleton is hitting the auction block at Sotheby's today. Brian Shook has details. The bones of the Gorgosaurus, which is a cousin of the T-Rex, were found in Montana and are estimated to go up to $8 million. It's the first time a complete skeleton of its type has come up for public auction. I'm Brian Shook. And former Republicans and Democrats are launching a third political party. The new Forward Party is co-chaired by former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang and former Republican governor of New Jersey, Christine Todd Whitman. 
You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, some awfully nice weather in our area, especially when you hear what's going on in other parts of the country with uh, severe drought and unbelievable heat. 76 today, partly cloudy. Perfect. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, partly cloudy, although... We could use a shower, there's no question about that, but uh, boy, I'll tell you, we're a long way from what some people are having. Friday, 80, 86 on Saturday as it starts to warm up, 88 on Sunday, and mid to upper 80s Monday and Tuesday. It's nice right now. Rice Lake and Medford at 55, Marshfield at 68, Wausau 62, La Crosse 68, Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie 67 this morning in Milwaukee at 73. In a very comfortable 62 degrees in the valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to hear from our state FFA president, Casey Dink. They're back from Washington, D.C., the leadership conference. Jill, you had a chance to talk to Casey over in Marshfield. They get together and get ready for sectional leadership workshops this fall and all kinds of things, huh? Yep, they're planning planning things out and getting things going for that. And actually, when I popped in there, they were having a game on who was going to ride with who and who gets to drive whose car. <laughs> there you go. And they were just giggling all the way. All right. A good officer team led by Casey Dink from Mondovi. We'll hear that in just a few minutes. But Marcus from Rural Insurance, where are the cash livestock numbers? Choice fed beefsters are 137 and 149 with mixed a dollar to a dollar 36. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 143 and a half with mixed at 120 to 133. Choice fed Holstein steers are 123 to 143, with cows at 65 to 97, bulls are 58 to 107, butcher hogs are 82 to 92, sows are 65 to 68, with boars at 10 to 30, new crop market lambs are a dollar to a dollar 25, feeder lambs are 75 to 190, ewes are 70 to 120, small goats are 25 to 135 dollars, medium goats are 112 to 190 one hundred ninety dollars. Large goats are one hundred sixty-five to four hundred dollars, and nanny goats are fifty to one hundred sixty-five dollars. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, feeder cattle, and hogs were higher. Live cattle were mixed. August live cattle one thirty-six eighty, closing down seven. October down a nickel at one forty-two thirty-two. December live cattle one forty-eight seventeen, up twelve. February at one fifty-two twelve, up seventeen. Feeder cattle August one seventy nine ten at the close up a dollar sixty seven September one eighty one eighty five up a dollar forty two October one eighty four forty seven up dollar twenty five November feeders one eighty six twelve up a dollar fifteen and January one eighty six thirty five up a dollar two lean hogs for August one eighteen sixty closing up a dollar sixty two. October hogs ninety six forty five up two eighty December eighty seven thirty seven up a dollar forty in February 
90.30. That was up 70 cents. Board of Trade was also higher yesterday. More on the weather forecast than on the interest rate hike. The weather more influential in the markets than that interest rate as prices were higher for corn and beans. And overnight, December corn, another 8 cents higher at 6.11 a bushel. Oats up 4 at 4.34. December wheat up 16 at 8.25. November soybeans back over $14 up a dime this morning. And they're sitting at 14.20 a bushel. Soybean meal down 240 at $425.50. Cheese was down yesterday. Barrels down three and a quarter to 195 and three quarters. Blocks down six at 193 and three quarters. Butter up three and a half at 299 and a quarter. Class three, mostly lower. July was up a penny at 2251. August down a half a dollar at 2067. September down 42 at 2032. October down 27 at 2074. November down 27 at 2090 as prices were lower through February. And we'll hear from our state FFA president and uh, their plans for the fall coming up next on WAX. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I caught up with the state FFA president for Wisconsin, Miss Casey Dank. How's that start been going? It's been incredible. I've really enjoyed getting to know these 10 individuals, and I have no question in my mind that we're going to have a successful year because they're all very driven, and they want to be the best person for the job that they can be. So I'm very, very excited. You've been in quite a few trainings. How many? Right now we're in our second training as a team, the second week of training back in Marshfield, but we just got off a week of training with all the state officers from around the the nation in Washington, D.C. last week. You trained in Washington, D.C. What is that all about? It was so much fun. There were state officers from every state there, and you just got to connect with everybody. We got to room with different states. So I was in a room with three other states, and you just get to learn about how all the associations work together, but we all work in our separate ways too. But we're all working towards a common goal of representing FFA and agriculture. And while we were out there, we also got to meet with our state senators and state representatives. And what do you feel like you really brought back from that conference? We just brought back more knowledge as a team. I think it was good to get to connect with our senators and see like what they're working on at the national level, but then also to work with our state representatives and see like what they're doing at their jobs and just more knowledge from other states about how they work their conferences and what activities they do and how we can make ourselves better this year. So give me one thing that you're going to be implementing that you learned out in Washington, D.C. Um, one thing I'll be implementing are just how we learn how to advocate for agriculture and to always do it in a positive manner and to not be afraid to tell your story and how you're connected to agriculture and why you care so much about it. How are you going to get the rest of your officers and FFA members in general to tell their story? I just want to really encourage everyone to be, be proud of their connection to agriculture, whether they grew up on a family farm or they help in their school's greenhouse or they, however they're connected to agriculture, just be proud of it and to share whatever that connection is, how little or huge it is, or just everything. Just I was so excited for the year just to listen to FFA members and listen to my team and hear how agriculture has helped them. Advocating for agriculture, are you reaching out and reaching farther and trying to make a connection beyond schooling and trying to encourage those careers? Yes, for sure. So we're trying to encourage and just... Be, let people be in the know that agriculture careers don't mean that you have to go work on a farm every single day and know that the agriculture pathways are so diverse these days and that there are so many different types of agriculture pathways that really the world does re- revolve around it. So anything you want to go into, I'm sure it's related to agriculture in some way. 
looking ahead to this fall. You have your date set and you're ready to get going. Yeah, so actually this week in Marshfield, we're working on our fall leadership workshops. So we're going to work on a lot of workshop development and to see what we want to work on with members this fall. So it'll be the last two weeks in September and then the last week or the first week in October. And you guys will be heading out all over the state. Yeah, so over the course of three weeks, we will be in every single section in the state. And I, from last year, I like to call it a marathon, but I would run it multiple times this year because it's an absolute blast. Looking ahead into some fall and winter planning, some leadership conferences coming up? Yeah, so not a leadership conference in general, but I know our team is super, super excited for national convention because while we were in D.C., we also learned more about the national delegate process and we learned about what National FFA is working on this year. So we got to be more in the know with that planning. So that was a lot of fun. So we're really looking forward to national convention. And we have Courtney Zimmerman, a national officer this year. So it'll be super fun to see her up on stage and doing her thing with her team. So we're big supporters of that. And then we'll have halftime conference again in January. So, yes, the team is very, very excited to get out among members. And, again, that's Casey Dink, who is our state FFA president. And she mentioned uh, Courtney Zimmerman. And we also will say that uh, Ben Steyer of Menominee has been selected to represent Wisconsin this time around at the National Convention to try and be our second national officer in a row. We'll see how that works. So, good stuff. Keeping busy with that state officer team. Coming up, we're going to find out about the crowd at Farm Tech Days. Pretty nice. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 62 degrees, looking for about 76 today. Should be a beautiful day. Like the weather we had at Farm Tech Days, Jill. Wrap that up. All right, Clark. County Farm Technology Days, held earlier this month, attracted huge crowds. Show officials said yesterday the three-day event at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions near Loyal drew just over 46,000 visitors. That's actually 46,084 to be exact, with over 20,000 attending on Wednesday. The show also held the first-ever Farm Tech Fest country music concert that drew another 4,000 people on Wednesday night. And they say the estimate of that was between 4,500 and 4,800, so I don't think you got exact numbers for that, but it was a, a wonderful addition to Farm Technology Days over in Clark County, a, a show that will be remembered as a, a really, really good show. And so uh, congratulations to those folks in Clark County. We've got other numbers, too. Yeah, new numbers for the USDA show some interesting trends in the history of farm numbers in the United States. The most farms we ever had in this country was in 1935 when there were 6.8 million farms across the country. But tough times on, in out in the country and jobs in towns have taken those numbers down over the decades. As of 2021, there are 2.1 million active farming operations in the U.S., with the average farm size being 445 acres, up just five acres from the average in 1970. In total, we have now about 895 million acres dedicated to food production. And the more housing developments we get, the more we lose farmland around the country and shopping centers and schools and uh, to development. But again, uh, yeah, 6.8 million farms. And drive around, you see the remnants of some of them crumbling down. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about, uh, well, need jobs. We've got some for you in the meat industry. 
I remember when I was a kid, uh, I'll tell you, meat cutting was a big, big apprenticeship, but they're trying to get back and get more people in the meat industry be meat cutters and processors next on WAC. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. State of Wisconsin, through the Evers administration, really putting their money where their mouth is as far as trying to expand meat processing in Wisconsin. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And uh, Pam, they continue to put out more programs, more money to try and get this processing industry to meet the demand. Yeah, you're right, Bob. And a lot of different uh, groups are coming together, all in the effort to try to help our meat processors find the talent that they need. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And this week, Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski, along with the education director from the Wisconsin Technical College System, Betsy Leonard, made a trip around the state making an introduction of a new meat talent development program. It's something that's been in the works for a little while. They visited campuses at Madison College, Fox Valley Technical College in Appleton, and also the North Central Technical College in Wausau. I had a chance to visit with uh, Caitlin Spearings. She is one of the staff members at the Fox Valley Technical College in Appleton that's been working diligently on curriculum and partnerships for this Meet Talent Development Program. And she says, as you might expect when you've got a lot of different agencies coming together, it's taken more time than they thought. Well, I would say we were probably in the middle of we were interested, but as always, we want to see what this all comes with, right? Um, this has been a long process. I think some of the first meetings on this were in January of 21. So as always with COVID and everything else makes everything move slower. But And when you are bringing in multiple large organizations, like we are combining um, DATCAP, as well as the Department of Agriculture, as well as WTCS, or the Wisconsin Technical College System, and that has complications that takes time. But with those complications, there is also some such an advantage to having the teamwork between these huge enti- entities come together for such a great purpose like this. Um, we've been able to come together, and as well on our Fox Valley Technical College side, We've been able to see some great collaboration between our agriculture department and our culinary service division, which has been an opportunity we have been looking for for a number of years. We love collaborating with our other programs, like we have created a egg accounting certificate with our accounting folks, and our students have really gravitated towards that type of approach. And we have really looked for that opportunity in that, we make this food and our end users, um, like our culinary division, is really important to have them as a partner. So this was a great opportunity for us to partner with the folks in our culinary group and really come together with a great program. No, as you got into this, Caitlin, I mean, as we said, uh, things take time. What did you start to realize about the honest demands, the needs right now in Wisconsin's meat processing industry? Well, and this has been something that our meat processors have been discussing with us for a number of years, that it is just a tricky system to try and bring students into. I had a unique perspective in that I went to a high school with even a meat cutting lab and course, which was very rare and a very unique opportunity. And it's something that we want to make less unique. 
So this will be a really great opportunity to start bringing in our partners that have been asking for help, that have been asking for this unique side of training that is very niche and very particular that you don't get many other places. We've had some great industry partners from in our district where they have been asking for help, and this will be a great opportunity to be able to partner with them as well to help fulfill that need. And this will be a great opportunity for the students in that almost all of their tuition is going to be reimbursed, if not all. And our program is a very lean, quick program in that it's only a eight-credit certificate, and you are in your internship in your meat processing facility for four of those credits. And that's where you're getting the most of your meat fabrication knowledge is through two internships where we really believe in let's have the experts do what they do and we're going to teach and help support that. But if we can get our students in a hands-on real industry environment, we always take that advantage. So this eight-credit certificate, really a motivated student would be able to complete this in about a semester and with very little time on campus. Mm. Is this a situation, Caitlin, where it was, let's build this and they will come? Or were there identified students, a group, uh, a sect that was ready to jump in? No, right now we are making a meat lab of dreams that we are hoping that we create this program and we see students come in. We do have um, interested butcher plants and facilities that we think will have, um, they will send some employees for further training. We also see the opportunity in that a lot of our current culinary or agriculture students taking the advantage of adding this certificate on so that we could have some of our culinary folks that might be able to specialize into a meat talent and then they would take their culinary skills into meat processing as well as those other um, and user chef kitchen type of skills. We also see in our agriculture department a great number of our students love our certificates. So they leave this institution with not just one associate's degree, but usually an associate's degree and two or three other certificates, if not other associate's degrees. So we really see an opportunity that we would be able to have students coming in from multiple directions, from industry, from our culinary side, as well as our agriculture side. So, Caitlin, talk to me a little bit about the actual curriculum. Break it down for us. Tell us a little bit about what some of the learning labs, what some of the classroom experience is going to be like. Great. Yeah, our folks at Madison College were really open about sharing what they did and gave a template. So all of the Wisconsin Technical College System schools really had a great template to build from and could decide if they were going to use what Madison was doing or go off on their own. Some technical college systems are buying full, huge trailers that are meat harvest and processing units. We're deciding to use what we have and keep our program lean. Um, We're using two courses we already have in place, which is our sanitation course and our meat ID course, which is through our culinary program that was already built. The meat ID course is a great opportunity for students to get in the lab, actually fabricate from carcasses of beef and hogs, and as well as do some of those um, processed type of meats like smoking and sausage making and those kind of things that we're really seeing as becoming popular with our consumers, that they want a direct-to-their-butcher type of relationship for a higher quality end product. 
And again, that's uh, available at the Tech College. Caitlin Spearings from down at Madison College. They used to call that Madison Area Technical College. Now they call it Madison College out uh, by the airport on the far east side of Madison. But uh, again, those opportunities in the classroom to learn more about the meat industry and how to be part of it, available through the Tech College system in Wisconsin. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll talk more meat, but this time live on the hoof. Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's market time, 5.30 in the morning. We've got to get to Premier Livestock, and I forgot, Rocky's taking a little time off. So uh, he sent Travis Parr in to tell us all about it. Morning, Travis. Good morning, Bob. All right, you doing this with your cowboy hat on or off this morning? <laughs> uh, just the baseball cap this morning. Oh, that a boy! All right, well, what's been going on at Premier this week? All right, good morning, everybody. I'll tell you how the market's been this week here at Premier Livestock. Starting off with our dairy sale yesterday, we did sell many loads of uh, excellent uh, top quality uh, fresh cows yesterday, and along we did uh, also have a uh, little over a hundred organic dairy cows on the dairy sale yesterday. The top quality Holstein milking cows yesterday, pretty much from two thousand up to top of three thousand dollars on the good quality uh, top fresh cows. Good quality dairy cows yesterday did trade from twelve hundred to nineteen seventy five. With the lower quality dairy cows, uh, eleven seventy five and down. Top quality spring and heifers yesterday traded mostly from fourteen hundred up to nineteen hundred. With our common spring and heifers from thirteen seventy five and down. Uh, Holstein open heifers yesterday didn't have a big run, uh, but we did have a pretty good run of them on Tuesday in the special monthly heifer sale. The Holstein heifers uh, open heifers three to five hundred pounds traded mostly from three seventy five to six seventy five. 500 to 700 pounders did trade from 575 to 925, and the open Holstein heifers, 7 to 850 pounds, did trade from 750 to 1150. Our breeding bulls yesterday did trade from uh, 1,000 up to 1,650. Uh, give you a recap on the market cattle. Uh, the Holstein, uh, excuse me, the high yielding cows this week on the market side, pretty much from 75 up to 92 on the top cows. Most of the Holstein, uh, or the market cows yesterday did trade from 65 to 74. And the low yielding cows from 64 and down. Certified organic cows so far this week, the high yielding cows 86 up to 115. Lower yielding organic cows 85 and down. Fat cattle market remains pretty steady. The high choice and prime Holstein steers 121 to 131. We did top with a group of uh, Holstein steers at 136 this week. The low choice and select Holstein steers 110 to 120. Choice beef steers and efforts this week so far 125 to 138. Low choice and select beef steers and heifers, 124 and down. Choice dairy cross uh, beef steers, uh, 121 to 132. With their unfinished and mixed grading cattle, all trading 109 and down. The bull market remains pretty steady. Uh, High-yielding bulls this week, 90 up to 115. Plainer quality bulls, 89 and down. Baby calf market does continue to trade on a slightly lower market this week with uh, most of the Holstein bull calves from 70 to 135. Holstein heifer calves, single birth, uh, trading from uh, $10 to $30. Quality beef calves remain a good market, $150 up to $365 this week with them lighting off quality calves, pretty much trading from $20 per head and down. Uh, looking ahead to next week, we'll start off at Monday with baby calves and uh, market cattle all starting at 11 o'clock. On Tuesday, we do have our next special uh, feeder cattle sale and bread cow sale. We'll start that sale at 11 a.m. if you have uh, feeder cattle or cows to consign, please give us a call to get them consigned. Dairy sale and hay sale next week, 9.30 we start with the hay sale on Wednesday morning. 
And 11 o'clock, we'll have uh, our dairy sale start uh, next week on Wednesday. Other than that, Bob, that's just kind of a quick overcap of what we had this week and uh, looking forward to next week. Sounds like a good one. Hey, enjoy the good weather, Travis. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you. There he goes, Travis Parr over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy country. And uh, we talked about enjoying the weather. Well, let's find out how much weather we can enjoy, shall we, as we go over to Skywarn 13. In the weather room this morning is Mike Dandria. Good morning, Mike. Great morning to you, Bob. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Great morning, <laughs> I'll tell you. Anybody that's got air conditioning on now should <laughs> should be ashamed of themselves, for lack of a better way to say it, huh? Yeah, you know, it, it's been tired this this summer, and uh, now it, you finally get that chance to give it a nice, well-deserved yeah. break this week, huh? But don't throw it away, because you're going to need it in about two or three, four days, huh? Oh, yes, you will. So, so what's, t- uh, what's ahead? Today is going to be beautiful, but then it's going to start heating up, huh? Yep. Today and tomorrow, very pleasant. We'll have a good bit of sunshine and mid to upper 70s for our highs. Tomorrow, marginally warmer, but we could see a few afternoon clouds today. Now, going into tomorrow night, we'll have uh, lows in the mid-50s. Saturday is where things start to heat up. Now, we'll have mostly sunny conditions, not quite as much humidity as we'll get into the mid-80s for our highs. But then Sunday, that's where we really start to see the return of that humidity, mostly sunny and highs into the upper 80s. Monday brings us a chance at a few showers and storms uh, into the morning and early afternoon. Otherwise, we'll have mostly sunny conditions later on in the afternoon with temperatures climbing again to the mid to upper 80s. Tuesday, upper 80s, mostly sunny and uh Wednesday, that's when we start to get into the heart of all of this heat. Mostly sunny and hot, with highs getting into the low to potentially mid-90s, and we'll still keep that humidity. So, yeah, like you said, don't want to throw away that air conditioner, but we can give it a break this morning because we're looking at just a couple clouds, a beautiful sunrise, and a temperature of 60 degrees. Oh, it is nice out there. Mm -hmm. It is a dandy. Hey, thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be there. Mike Dandry over there. 60 degrees right now. The weather brought to you by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. We'll get some local news next. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits like savings on select Ford trucks and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got 24 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got to get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up and at him and with us, and boy, I'll tell you, it's a nice morning. Hard to get up in a morning like this, isn't it? Ooh, those windows open, oh, isn't that, yeah, it just begs bad. you to stay in bed. It really does. No such luxury, though. I guess not. we got to go to work, so uh, go to work. What's going on? Those headlines keep us in our area to begin. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's fire investigators in Chippewa Falls that are calling a house fire suspicious. The house just north of downtown caught fire yesterday afternoon. Nobody heard. It took about 15 minutes to put out the flames, and now they're considering it suspicious as it remains under investigation. We go to the courts with prosecutors in Eau Claire dismissing homicide charges and a killing from last year. The suspect, though, still looking at prison time. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster looks at the details. The DA's office yesterday dropped the reckless homicide charges against Selwyn Smith, saying he was justified to shoot and kill a man that broke down his door and punched him in the face in February of last year. 
The decision comes after Smith pleaded guilty to weapons and drug charges. He's a felon that never should have had a gun. Smith will be sentenced in December. I'm John DeMaster. We take a peek into the political stage as it continues to shake up here in Wisconsin. Alex Lassery is benched out of the Democratic race for U.S. Senate in Wisconsin. He made that surprise announcement yesterday saying there was no path for him to win, immediately endorsing Mandela Barnes in the race. Lassery had spent $12 million of his family's money. That's tied to the bucks, by the way. His uh, exit all but guarantees that Barnes will be a Democrat who takes on Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson in the fall. Now, when it comes to across the aisle, another sign of that Republican split in Wisconsin's race for governor. Former Vice President Mike Pence yesterday announced Rebecca Clayfish for governor. This comes as former President Donald Trump had endorsed Tim Michaels in that Republican race. Let's move away from politics, shall we? If you're a basketball fan and you go to Deer District for games, you'll notice a change to the landscape coming around Pfizer Forum. Planners announced yesterday a new hotel and plans for that on the horizon. Sometime in 2023 or so, you should be able to check in. And away from the venison and into the chicken. If you've been making plenty of chicken nuggets for those kiddos during summer vacation, you're not alone. Just keep them away from this guy. Joey Chestnut, you know that name? The hot dog eater, the competitive uh, Nathans for 4th of July. He's switching it up. Prior to this latest achievement, Chestnut had picked up his 15th mustard belt after winning the National Nathan's Hot Dog Contest on July 4th. Now, in honor of National Chicken Finger Day, he traveled to Las Vegas, where he stopped at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers to try and bust a world record. And busted he did, demolishing over 40 chicken fingers in five minutes. Chestnut said Cane's Chicken Fingers are the best in the world, and he continued to eat chicken after the five-minute timer had stopped. I'm Mark Mayfield. As an auntie of a whole bunch of nieces, I can tell you 40 in five minutes is nothing. I've seen those kids put away a lot more than that when they come in from the pool. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and we send you back to the barn with Bob Jill in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax. I've been around chickens all my life to help uh, butcher chickens and everything. Well, I know. <laughs> I never butchered a chicken with a finger. What what are, what are chicken fingers? I've seen well, a couple of mine throw me one every now and then when I don't give them the corn they want. I can tell you that. What are they? It must be some, obviously, it's it's like something a, manufactured just taking the meat and making it into something. Like a chicken nugget, chicken tender. Oh. Just a different name for them. Oh. Chicken fingers, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never never saw chicken with a finger. You come anyway. to mind, Coop, when it's not clean enough for them. They'll, they'll give you a finger. I would imagine they will. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. This morning is 20 minutes to 6. We got some cheese makers and yogurt makers and butter makers in Wisconsin who did pretty well out in the state of Oregon. We'll talk about that on Wax. Hey. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A very pleasant 60 degrees out there. We'll get about 76 today with sunshine. A few clouds around like we've had in the last few days. Let's get to some more farm news as we have some folks around our area making cheese and butter and other dairy products been very successful. What's that story, Jill? It was another impressive showing by Wisconsin Products at the 2022 American Cheese Society Judging Competition in Portland, Oregon. State cheese, butter, and yogurt makers won our state. Our state's cheese, butter, and yogurt makers won 26% of all the awards at that contest, more than twice the amount won by any other state. The list includes 27 first-place ribbons, 33 second-place, and 30 third-place awards. From our area, Marika Gouda of Thorpe took home nine awards. Schumann Cheese of Turtle Lake won seven, and the Nasonville Dairy of Marshfield won three. This year's competition included almost 
1,400 entries from 197 countries, companies across the country. And uh, doing the best, actually, from Wisconsin, the Bullholzer family, Klondike Cheese Company, they're down in the Monroe area. They took home 15 awards for their uh, yogurt and cheeses, feta and Munster and brick. So, again, congratulations to the uh, cheesemakers, the buttermakers, the dairy processors, manufacturers around our area. I love to visit those places because I always love their samples. So just, here, try this one, try that one. Oh, it's good stuff. So, congratulations. Well-deserved, all those honors and awards, especially from all the, the good folks from our area, including uh, Marika and uh, Kenny and the gang over there at Hyman's uh, Nasonville Dairy and also the folks up at Schumann Cheese in Turtle Lake. A job well done, as always. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six, 60 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Amber and the Baron Equity. Fed cattle choice Holstein steers sold from $1.15 to $1.23. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.14 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from $73 to $83.50, topping out at $84.50. 60% sold from $63 to $72, and the bottom 20% sold from $62 and down. Cow poles sold from $90 to $110.50. Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from $60 to $110. Quality Holstein heifer calves sold from 60 and down. Light and poor quality calves sold from 50 and down. Beef calves sold from 80 to 190. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is Saturday, August 20th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm, please contact the Barron Market at 715-537-5618. Thank you and have a good day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And now it's time to hear from Hut Eman from the Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady today. The high inventory choice beef steers and heifers 146 to 154. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 135 to 145. The dairy cross steers 132 to 144. The high inventory choice Holstein steers 131 to 138.50. The choice and select Holstein steers 121 to 131. And the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers 120 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows 83 to 92. The cutters and utilities 67 to 82. The low yielding and canner cows 66 and down. Bulls steady with most bulls bringing ninety to a dollar five, and the thin full of bulls over a ton discounted at eighty nine and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the lower market with eighty percent of the Holstein bull calves bringing sixty to one ten. The quality Holstein heifer calves thirty to a dollar. The quality beef calves two twenty five to three thirty five, and light and poor quality calves ten to sixty cents per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Monday, August first, starting at. 12.30 with sheep and goats, followed by hogs, calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hot Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets from the sale barns of equity as we find out what happened yesterday over at Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. I'm glad you woke up because, uh, boy, it wouldn't be hard to sleep through the alarm this morning. Well, Bob, and good morning to you. Yes, uh, nice to be up this morning, but boy, I tell you, good sleeping weather like uh, your weather guy was talking about before. It's certainly a uh, nice morning. Open the windows up and get a good night's rest. Uh, well, maybe if we get done have breakfast, we can sneak back to bed for a little nap. Well, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Hey, what's going on over there at Stratford so far this week? All right, I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. This will be a summary from... Uh, 
Yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford on the feeder cattle auction yesterday, uh, bought all weights of beef steers and heifers, and they were selling yesterday mostly from a dollar ten to a dollar sixty. Holstein feeders yesterday, lightweight Holsteins uh, from one hundred five to one forty five. Uh, middleweight, uh, four to eight hundred pound Holsteins from one hundred five to one thirty six. Heavier Holsteins uh, mostly from ninety five to a dollar twenty two. Now in the uh, market auction yesterday, cows mostly steady with uh, earlier in the week. Yielding Holstein and uh, beef cows yesterday sales selling from seventy three to a top of eighty five and a half. Uh, most of the cows this week uh, selling from fifty eight to seventy two. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows, fifty five and below. On the bull trade this week, uh, conventional type bulls mostly from ninety five to a dollar fifteen. Lighter bulls ninety and back. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling from uh, one eighteen to one twenty eight. High yielding choice. Strictly prime Holsteins from 129 to 137 and a half, and your select underfinished cattle 115 and down. On the calf market, bull calves continue to be on a weak trend this week. Yesterday, most of the bull calves selling from 50 to 110. Heifer calves 50 dollars and below. Beef calves yesterday 150 to 280. And we are at Thursday this week. Uh, we start this morning at uh, 11 o'clock here. Market auction today in Stratford. Of course, we sell market cows, uh, fed cattle, market bulls, baby calves. And just take a look at next week. Our next uh, hay sale will be next Tuesday. And our next uh, uh, feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. Also next Tuesday will be dairy auction at 11 o'clock. So, Bob, that's what we have this morning. I'll turn it back to you, and you guys enjoy the day. Now, you said you're going to be uh, gone uh I'll going be going. to Germany? Yep, I got some things to do uh, tomorrow, and Monday we leave for Germany and Austria, so we'll be back probably about the 11th. Well, that'll be, uh, you have a nice and safe trip, and, uh, well, uh, uh, you go over to Germany there and make sure you get the best German beer they have. Believe me, I'll try them all, so I want, by accident, if nothing else, I'll get the best one. We'll enjoy <laughs> them all. Thanks, Jer. Jerry, you have a nice trip, and we'll talk to Jill tomorrow morning. You bet. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. We've got more markets courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our grain and dairy markets brought to you, as we said, by Synergy Cooperative over there in the Ridgeland country and around the area. Let's take a look at the overnight. We saw the prices were mostly higher after corn and beans higher on that dry weather forecast around much of the country. December corn up eight cents, sitting at six eleven a bushel this morning. The oats up four at four thirty four. December wheat up sixteen at eight twenty five. November beans up a dime at fourteen twenty. Soybean meal down two forty a ton. The October contract at four hundred twenty five dollars and fifty cents. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corns at six thirteen with soybeans at fourteen seventy. Doomer's grain of Holman corns at six sixty two with soybeans at fifteen thirty eight. And taking a look at the DTN screen for country elevator prices, Arcadia, Golden Plump, and uh, Baldwin. Corn is at six eighteen a bushel. The soybeans fifteen nineteen at Baldwin. In Durand, six thirteen for the corn, fifteen fourteen for the beans. Mondovi six eighteen or six eighteen for the corn, fifteen fourteen for their beans. Over at Elmwood, six twenty four for the corn, fifteen nineteen on the beans. Fall Creek has the corn at six oh four. Beans fifteen oh nine, Osseo six twenty four and fifteen nineteen. At Elk Mound, Meyer Brothers six twenty four on the corn, fourteen seventy five on the soybeans. Sparta's corn six fifty eight, the beans fourteen fifty five. Ellsworth five ninety nine and fifteen oh nine. At the ethanol plants, 
Cornet Boyceville, 668. Stanley, 671. New Richmond, 666. Cheese down yesterday. Barrels down three and a quarter at 195 and three quarters. Block cheese down six at 193 and three quarters. Butter up three and a half at 299 and a quarter. July class three up a penny at 2251. August down a half a dollar at 2067. September down 42 at 2032. October down 27 at 2074. November down 27 at 2090. And again, fairs around the area this week, Jill, and a lot of judging will get started full speed today. I know in Eau Claire County, as you said earlier, the B show starts at 9 o'clock. What about the other fairs around the area this weekend? Well, we've got the Dunn County. They're going to have their dairy, rabbit, and goat judging starts today at 9 o'clock. And Friday, they're going to have their swine and poultry judging started at 9 o'clock with the beef judging at 1. And other fairs in the area this weekend? We've got Monroe County, Polk County, and Taylor County. And Washburn County and Spooner. So get out to the fairs. Also, again, uh, coming up in August, 19th, 20th, and 21st, down in Baraboo, the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club is having their 59th annual show, and that, that is a big one. It really is good. And if you're interested in seeing all the uh, the demonstrations of all the uh, old-time power and uh, Alice Chalmers tractor display, we've got three pair of tickets to give away. And as I said, I'm going to be gone for the next oh, 10 days, two weeks, and Jill will take care of that. Three pair of tickets to give away to that show. Now, again, it's down in Baraboo, and Jill's... Email is farm at midwestfamilyec.com. Farm at midwestfamilyec.com. The first three people that uh, email Jill and say, I'd like a pair of tickets, we'll get we'll get you a pair of tickets. We've got three pair to give away, so get on your emailer and get it sent right now. 60 degrees, it's going to be a beauty. 76, and well, we should see some good amounts of sun today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.